You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. It is eight minutes after two. Thank you so much for staying with us. We're unpacking the uh, gender-based violence bills, uh, the presidential gender-based violence bills, and uh, we have been asked to comment on these bills, to uh, put in your submissions and so on. So to do that, I think we need to better understand what's in front of us. And uh, we have Ignatius Franz, who is Advocacy and Training Manager at the Justice Desk, to assist us in, in trying to understand these various bills. So there are three of them. One is the Criminal Law uh, Amendment Act uh, Act Amendment Bill. The other one is Domestic Violence Amendment Bill and the Criminal Matters Amendment Bill. Ignatius is here to unpack all of those for us. We had started somewhat a few weeks ago, but let's just recap uh, because it is time for us to be active citizens. Ignatius, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. How are you doing? Well, we well we want to be informed. We want to be schooled by you. So we, we've got our pens and papers ready for you. You know, Ignatius, it struck me um, that in all of this that we're seeing in front of us, and we'll unpack it just now, there isn't specification and mention of violence, or sexual or otherwise, against men. Does this exclude them? Not at all. Um, so <laughs> for, for some of your listeners and uh, some of us who had the privilege of going to law school, you you get to do um, interpretation of enacted law and, and in constitutional law and all of these lovely things. Mm-hmm. But what, what we were taught is that when, um, in the case of South Africa, when laws are being made, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the legislature, uh, in this case parliament, always tries to make sure that it, uh, the law includes a, a wide range of people rather than, even if, even if the issue only affects women, for instance, in this case gender-based violence, uh, women are, you know, are make mostly the victims. But when it comes to legislation, the legislation is drafted in such a way that it tries to cover both men, women, and children, and not to be exclusive. So you'll find, um, you know, some of the provisions that talk about um, how people can now actually also call in and say, hey, so-and-so is being abused. Mm. That, that provision doesn't say that it, it must be a woman. It just says that if uh, a person has knowledge of such, such, such behavior, that they can actually then reach out to, to the police, etc. So that, what that basically means that, especially, and I think for men who tend to not want to report these things, mm. because, because it's, it's, you know, it's seen as an affront to their masculinity or whatever, whatever the case might be. Um, so if they are suffering in silence, a, a bill like this will help them um, get help because someone else might might be able to actually reach out to relevant authorities and institutions and say, hey, someone I know, someone in my street, my neighbor, my friend, my brother, whatever the case might be, is in need of help. Please do something about it. Whereas that individual man may may never have sought help. Hmm. Okay, that is really helpful because I think this helps even those who are witnesses to abuse and and are not able, you know, we, we can't force somebody to go um, put up a, a, a case. But if you've witnessed it, you've witnessed it yourself, you are able to say, well, I know that Mr. Whoever is, you know, is, is facing difficulties or whatever the case may be. Absolutely. But I, I had a, a lovely conversation with someone from, the Department of Justice just recently, mm-hmm. and what she, what she was saying is that it also places, you know, um, we have this lovely saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Mm. Um, but what that actually, you know, in real terms, what that means is that there are different people 
different roles to play in society. Um, and if we all play our part, especially when it comes to matters of gender-based violence, and stop saying, you know, it's, not, it's none of my business, it's mm. between man and husband, or it's between partners, whatever the case may be, we, we all have a, a role to play. As individuals, as families, communities, we must, you know, we must stop gender-based violence. We can stop gender-based violence. All of what the, the, these acts are essentially trying to do is to empower us to do that in a way that allows, you know, for anonymity if needed. And also, even if I, if I happen to be wrong, um, you know, if mm-hmm. I just suspect something mm-hmm. and I say, hey, I think Pamela need, might need some help. Um, if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm, I won't be subject to any sort of civil litigation or criminal uh, litigation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that helps us. Okay, let's start with the Criminal Law, Sexual Offences and Related Matters Amendment Act Bill, Act Amendment Bill, I beg your pardon. And um, the bill aims, amongst other things, to extend the ambit of the offence of incest. Can we unpack that a little bit? I I didn't get that last part, what you were saying? It says that the bill aims, amongst other things, to extend the ambit of the offence of incest. Oh yes, it, it it does. So what 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 the bill does is um, <laughs> there's different kind of categories. I'm looking for my notes because I I, mm. I was preparing um, where it talks about you know f- familial relationships mm-hmm. um, in the sense that you have someone who is um, a stepfather yes. um, or someone who you know just those types of different ways in which families are mm. obviously now put together. Mm-hmm. All it then does is that if you act in a particular way, you are also, you know, you, that's also incestuous. Mm-hmm. Because you are, whether you are affiliated through blood, they call it what sanguinity or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, those big fancy words, mm-hmm. um, or affinity. Either way, you, you are a family and therefore, you know, it, it becomes an incestuous type of situation. Hmm. So the definition doesn't only remain within, you know, DNA blood type relations. It means that Not, in the family context. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting because there's, this, there's that current case that we're listening to now with the MEC. We'll leave it there. And that's going to be interesting <laughs> how, how we're going to see this pan out. Okay. What else has changed here around uh, the National Register for Sex Offenders? Is, is one of the, the contentious parts, I think, of this bill. Because, mm-hmm. the, you know, one of the things that it says is that the register must take, uh, I, th- I forget the section that it says, and I'll, I'll read it as it is, mm-hmm. in my notes I made that. Mm-hmm. It says the register must make the full name, surname, identity number, and sexual offense of every person whose particulars have been included in the register available on the website of the Department of Justice. Mm. Now, obviously, some of your listeners, I think even from last time, there was a concern that was raised around issues of how the law seems to protect mostly the the perpetrator of crime and not necessarily the victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, this, in, in that section itself, you know, it raises a lot of questions around privacy and all of those things. And when I spoke to, again, when I spoke to the Department of Justice, they were they were saying, you know, it's going to be a very difficult thing. And part of the reason uh, that it's going to be difficult is in terms of Section 35 mm. of, the, of the Constitution, it grants specific rights to someone who is uh, detained, arrested, uh, etc. 
and there's a list of rights that they are entitled to. But there is not a, a corresponding kind of section that speaks to the rights of the victim. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, that thing will, will, will not pass, um, that provision will not pass constitutional master because it is being, it's been weighed against all the other rights of even the perpetrator. But obviously what, what it also then means is that uh, as, as a perpetrator, you, you kind of are giving uh, permission for your rights to be limited. You, you have done something, you know, your freedom has been, has been taken away as punishment. Mm-hmm. So that, that can still be seen as part of that, of that punishment. But it does raise a question whether, uh, and your listeners can may- maybe weigh in on this, mm. whether South Africans uh, as a society, are we ready for that type of transparency where the perpetrator's details are, you know, available to public? Uh, and whether that will be a good thing or whether that be a bad thing. I mean, that's, that's for, for us as a, as a country. To, to Help debate. us, Ignatius. Where, I mean, I think it's a good thing, but help us, <laughs> help us see how it can't be a good thing. So uh, in, in a lot of, in a lot of um, I think the, the primary concern or it, this is twofold. Mm-hmm. One is it might be a case where someone is, uh, you know, they've they've gone to jail, they've come out, mm-hmm. um, but there's still a level of perhaps resentment, anger, hurts that either the family feels or you know the community feels. And with that information being public, they can you know they can trace you, they can do all of those types of things, and we don't want a situation where you know mob justice takes over when people have already, you know, sort of paid for their crimes. Mm-hmm. But the, the, second, the second issue is also, let's assume that, Pimelo, you are on this registry. Mm. Uh, but in the industry that you work in, because the, the exclusion is that you, you then may never work mm. with children, mm. uh, people who are vulnerable, the elderly, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, in the work that you do, let's assume none of those groups of people are there. Mm-hmm. But if your colleagues were to know, mm-hmm. you know, the successful journalists that you are, if your colleagues were to know that actually Pamela has a past mm. and this is her past, mm-hmm. how that might impact your life in that instance where you have already paid, you know, your crimes, you've paid for your crimes and you're trying to move on with your life. Um, but then it comes can, back to haunt you in that instance. Can, can you help us, Ignatius, in maybe, because I think this is where, you know, remember, this is all because we want to comment on these bills. And so yes. it's important for us to take part in this in understanding, for instance, the person that lands on the register, okay, mm-hmm. is it clearly defined what type of sexual offense they committed you know what i mean so so is there a difference for instance between me saying that well you know my colleague just said doodle right or yeah. is is a distinction between someone just passing a comment i didn't like and i deem it to be an harassment and a distinction between that and perhaps rape which is which is quite the extreme so i think the, the most important factor that will lead you to get um, let, let's not. I think let's not focus too much on what exactly it is that you did. Yes. The the qualifying factor is whether you've been convicted okay. of that. So if if for instance I, I say to you, and then you lay a charge mm. of sex, let's, let's for sexual, argument, harassment. sexual harassment. Yes. And I get uh, 
charged with it and I get convicted. Yes. Right. Yes. I I, I may end up on the sexual on, on the registry. Hmm. However, mm-hmm. however, in the current bill uh, that we are talking about, it does place certain limitations because it says if my 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 sentence is less than eighteen months, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, or is is a fine, yes. my name may not be added to to the registry because it means that the offense was obviously of a minor, minor nature if i if i can put it that way I however yeah, I if if i if i'm convicted of rape and i get let's say 10 years mm. um the, the 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 bill as it currently stands then says your name must actually be on the registry for much longer what does the much I, longer mean so okay. do we have the, the a, a sort of a defined time frame so I'm, I'm just looking for these um, for these uh, provisions here. Mm. So, for instance, it says if you have been uh, sentenced for a conviction of sexual offences against a child or person who is mentally disabled, mm. to imprisonment or periodical imprisonment, correctional supervision, etc., mm-hmm. without the option of a fine uh, for a period of six months or less, whether the sentence has been suspended or not, you may on application as contemplated be removed that's the removal mm. um but the time frame that we're looking on if you are longer so currently it is five the bill seeks to make it 10 years uh-huh. for you to be to be on the, on list. the yes it's but there's also one mm-hmm. so for different ones you can get 10 and there's another one where they are talking about currently it's seven years um but they want to move it to 14 years is it possible, help me out, Ignatius, is it possible that you may be convicted, sent to prison for 10 years, as it stands now, not not the proposal, as it stands now, that you may be convicted and sentenced to 10 years, but you are only on the register for five years? In, in this instance, I, I actually, that, that's a very good question. That's something I would actually need to double check. But mm-hmm. my, from what I'm reading currently, um, it would seem that um, I don't think they would run concurrently. I would think the one comes after the other. Oh. But it will obviously depend on what the judge says in that instance, when your name will be placed on it. But I think it's also part of the reason why the the um, Department of Justice wants to extend that period to a longer time frame to ensure that you know people who, who might then get away with it, you've been sentenced for five years, you come out 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 of out of prison in, in five years, then your name is, you know, removed from the register. So they want to make sure that the consequences of your actions are, can follow you for a longer period. Because it also, it, uh, it, at least in my um, understanding of it, it, it wants to serve also as a deterrent. That you, if you are convicted of this, you, your life will be... Uh, affected for a very long time. It's not something that, you know, will just disappear overnight. Hmm. Okay, so it's very, very important because this this is one of the times where you can comment whether you would like to see the extension to 10 years or um, or not, because the current uh, register as it stands is five years on the list, mm. um, publication of it. Um, and so this is one of those cases where the proposal is different. It's extension to 10 years and whether you like it or not. So make your comments there. OK. Is there anything else under this criminal law, sexual offenses and related matters amendment bill? Do you think we need to also highlight? Yes. OK. So what it what it does? Uh, I think we've spoken about the the obligation for certain functionaries to report. We've spoken about that uh, yeah. last time. Yes. 
So I won't touch on that because I think that that has been covered. But one thing that I want us just to note is that the definition of vulnerable person. Mm -hmm. So you have a child Mm -hmm. who is is then anyone younger than the, obviously anyone younger than the age of 18. Mm. Then very specifically, you have females under the age of 25 years. Mm -hmm. And then you have any person with physical or intellectual or mental disability Mm -hmm. and someone who is over the age of 60. Mm-hmm. So those are those are categorized as very specifically vulnerable people, okay. which is which is very interesting because when when as it talks you know in terms of vulnerability throughout the act, that is obviously who they have in mind. Mm-hmm. But then the interesting part, um, when whenever the, the, they they make an um, an amendment here to include when when they're defining employer. Mm-hmm. They're saying the employer is any state department, which I think for us would be obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it goes on to say then any person, mm-hmm. organization, institution, club, sports club, association, or anybody, uh, anyone who owns, manages, operates, has any business or economic interest in any manner responsible for uh, or participates or assists in the management of operational or entity. Mm-hmm. So what this basically means that as an employer, mm-hmm. there is an extra duty on you mm-hmm. to check your employees. And um, as I said, I was speaking to, to someone from the Department of, of Justice. They have already started this process with, with their staff at the Department of Justice to say, we are now going to check everyone. It's still in the bill form here, um, but at the Department of Justice, they, they started, so I want to commend them on that. Um, and So, so, so and what, then, are they, what are they checking, that you're on the register? Yes. Interesting. They, 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 are doing, they are doing that as an employer. Yes. What are right? the cons... So, so, so if you do discover post-employment that you're now yes. sitting with somebody who is an offender and you yes. were not aware, or they landed on the register post-employment, what then? What is required of you? Yeah, you you're asking the right questions. Um, it says an employer mm-hmm. must immediately mm-hmm. terminate the employment of an employee who fails to disclose a conviction of a sexual offense. Wow. against a child or a person who is mentally disabled or even to a certain extent it speaks here about the alleged to have committed a sexual offense you see so if you don't disclose as an employee Mm. that you are on your employer then has the right to say you know what Take your things and go. But it's not only about the, 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 the list, you see. From what I understand is that you're saying even alleged. So if somebody lays a charge against me and it could be just a scuffle and it's alleged and it's not proven or convicted and I do not yes. tell my employer that there's this private matter and the employer finds out, the employer can dismiss me. Yeah, but you know, where, where I'm, I'm thinking where this might be very, very kind of um, applicable. Mm-hmm. If, if, if you look at someone like uh, a, someone who's a model mm-hmm. or who's a brand ambassador, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you are the face of SAFM, uh, mm-hmm. Pimelo, mm-hmm. and now there's an allegation of this sort yes. against you, yes. how that impacts your employer, who is SAFM, and then the reputation of the station. So that, that is where the allegation comes in to say yes. you must then disclose and then the rights of the employer um, to then terminate that, that agreement. <laughs> so 
so Ignatius, what this means in today's world, it means you better pray Twitter doesn't tell on you before you say something. <laughs> because they're quick, right? So you better be quick and actually declare it for yourself and say, okay, hang on, there's a problem. Someone's just said that they have harassed them. But but and I think that is that is exactly the thing and I, and I think um, for, for for our sportsmen because you remember last time we were talking about yes. the case Kaka Lodge. Mm-hmm. So as as a sports personality or anyone who is associated with a brand, yes, the, you know it it brings that brand into disrepute. So it is important then for you to be able to to be held accountable. But also, it is a preventative step if you think about it because now it says. Even if you, even if there's a mere allegation, allegation. you must go and sort out your allegation on your own. Leave I, us out of it. I love this bill. I, I just love this <laughs> thing. So let's talk about an employer who is complicit, who actually knows and does not act on what the bill has said. What then happens? So let me just read this part. It says an employer must take reasonable steps to prevent an employee whose particulars are recorded in the register from continuing to gain access to a child or person who is mentally disabled. So in that instance, it is... So where, where the obligation on the employer falls mm-hmm. is if, for instance, um, I, my, my name is on the registry mm. and I work in, the, in, in, the, in my current employer, mm. I work with children, I work with people who are differently able. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether they are blind, whether they are mentally able, differently able, different ways. It is my, it is the responsibility of my employer to then ensure if I continue to work here that I'm never given any kind of uh, space to be alone or anything like that, to have, basically to have any contact with, with any vulnerable grouping. Uh, but, That's but, why I mentioned, yeah. Ignatius, you know, you speak about the obvious people. I'm thinking of the under 25 female so you cannot be in a position where you're employed where there are women who are under 25. yeah that you see now this is this is where it's going to get, become very interesting because obviously this is syllable this yes. is a, a syllable a, yes a, for, for lack of a better word it's a, pipe it's a proposal dream. yeah okay ignatius yeah. france let's take a quick break we'll be back with your comments your questions or clarity or anything on 0891 let's go quickly to utzi lesaku for the latest in headlines at 2 30. at sfm radio and at pimelo mutile on twitter pimelo any person who who doesn't want us to say do to a woman uh, must go to another continent or country but here in africa here in south africa uh, we are allowed to say uh, we, i mean to say even to go even beyond that it's our country it's our continent we must enjoy ourselves we must we, we must be who we are if i say to it's my democratic right yeah Similarly, it is the democratic right of the one who receives the doodle, right? So you have rights and the person who feels insulted by the doodle also has rights. So unfortunately for you, you actually don't have a say in how the person receiving that message reacts because with or without your permission, they can actually go and press charges of 
um, what is it called? It would be at this point, what would it be called? Ignatius it would be harassment. And that doesn't mean that they're not African or that they don't love this continent. So your rights are your rights as long as they don't infringe on the rights of others. Ignatius France, maybe you can help me say it better. I, I agree fully with you. And I think what, one of the things that we, we often uh, talk about here at the office is uh, what a term called everyday activism. And uh, that essentially what we are talking about is that we need to change the way in which we, uh, we engage each other, the way in which we talk to each other, the terminologies that we use, because within those terminologies, we are reinforcing certain stereotypical uh, behavior. We are reinforcing, you know, that women must be treated in a particular way because it's my constitutional or it's my traditional right to call you Sturjo. There's no such thing. You know, we have to, we have to challenge these, these things. Uh, the manner in which we, we speak to women in particular is of, of very, is very concerning because we, are, we keep on saying, oh, but gender-based violence is this, that, and the other. But that is exactly where it starts. Because but, I feel entitled to call you that. Next step, I feel entitled to slap you because for whatever reason. So th- we have to draw the line, and I draw the line at calling women something that they, would, they are not comfortable with being called. Here's the thing. It's actually not even a debate. Try it, my brother and see what happens because you're going to do it and and you are going to thank me one day because somebody will actually press charges and your life will be ruined for life so it's not about what you think it's about you living in a community where there are certain things that the law has agreed upon so it's your right to say it it's okay but one day you're going to find yourself in trouble and you'll remember me saying, do not do it for your own good. Another voice note. Hi, Pamelo. Bantum Chiselo here. Wow, the entitlement of the guy who just called. So women do not have their democratic right to say they don't like the doodles and be whistled upon. No, man. Entitlement and patriarchy must just fall. All right. Let's take Khoso from Nigel. Good afternoon, Khoso. Afternoon, sisters. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Thanks for calling. Good. I just want to check something. Mm. In regard with uh, that bill. Yes. You, you, you present a, you said even though it's a suspicion. Yes. Let's assume is this lady. Yes. She hates you. Yes. She come up with something which doesn't exist. Yes. Then because of that suspicion. Mm-hmm. Then already now you're offended. No, like, no, that's not what it is. What it is yeah. is that if if you find yourself in that kind of a problem, right, and those things will come up. So you will have incidents where people are using the law to be spiteful, right? Exactly. What, they what, just want to come yeah. there. What, what what it is is that declare, declare that to your employer to say I have a problem. Right. So that you are given the chance to go clear your name, whether it's a court, whatever the case may be, make the declaration. Do not keep quiet. That's all it says. Okay. okay. Then the second question, yes. the second question on mm-hmm. that note, mm-hmm. it is, let's assume mm-hmm. uh, that because he, he said, they kept on saying, with him, if there's this kind of uh, alleged, mm-hmm. then they also include your name there. 
No, 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 you've you've misunderstood it, Khozo. The name doesn't happen in the register. You don't go in the register until you're convicted. Oh, yeah. The part about the allegation is that with regards to yourself and the employer, be upfront with the employer that I have oh. I've got a problem. This is coming, but you do not land on the register until you're convicted. Yeah, because then the last one mm-hmm. is in regard with Lodge, Temingos mm-hmm. Lodge. Mm-hmm. So what about Lodge? Because Lodge, uh, ultimately, him and his lady, they reconciled. There was no any issue after all. But Nina, you keep on saying it. Your Twitter, your WhatsApp, your Facebook, keep on finding it. Just, so just, j- just, just clarify the question, Khozo. I'm, I'm not issue, sure I understand your question. Yeah. Uh, the issue of Timbingo's Lodge of Pirates. Mm. Lodge, uh, yes, there was an alleged, mm. but ultimately mm-hmm. there was a settlement between Lodge and his lady. Mm. They reconciled. Things were fine, mm-hmm. but because you guys. And the media, social media especially, mm. you keep on fighting it. It appears as if that thing still exists. What's happening in that instance? Okay. Khoso, stay on the line for me. Uh, I'm going to get Ignatius to respond. I just need to take a quick break and then I'll be back with the response for, for you. Life happens with Pinelo Modine. Okay, before we went to a break, Koto had called in uh, from Nigel. And Koto, just so that I'm clear on your question, you are saying the issue with Lodge, um, we, you feel that the media and whatever people on social media, I'm not going to speak on people on, behave, on social media, I'll speak for myself, um, continue to talk about it even though the couple have reconciled. Is that, is that your concern? Is that what you're asking? Correct. Okay. Correct. Let me Correct. answer you quickly on behalf of myself and maybe the media will respond. I don't no, but Ignatius will respond. So are you asking us not to talk about it? Or what are you saying? Yeah, because you you are starting to raise... Yes, okay. Uh, no, no, no. I just want to make it clear that your, your issue yeah. is that we should stop talking about it. Like yeah. it never happened. No, no, not in that instance. Okay, tell us what when you're you asking talk, us. When you talk, you should put a disclaimer with ultimately they reconciled. Okay, but, 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 but it did happen. Course. It did happen. Yes, correct. Okay, okay. Ignatius? Yeah, this, it's, it's, I, I understand where, where Hoto is coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of, one of the key issues um, is that, yes, they, they might have reconciled, but there, there's still the question of consequence, uh, which in, in this instance, she, I, I'm not sure of, she might have, you know, withdrawn the charges and whatever. But what, what, what the bill as it currently stands is what it's trying to say is that pirates then as an employer of Lodge could have said, you know what, this issue is bringing our brand into disrepute. So therefore, please take your, your skills and your fans and everything that you want, take them with you. We want nothing more to do with you. So for, for, for me, one of the key issues when we're talking about gender-based violence in this country is the impunity of men. It's the level at which there is no consequence. So even if I great that they've reconciled, but what we have taught 
you know, younger men, nothing. We're like, okay, you know what, sweet talker. But it's going I, I, to be Ignatius, fine. Just, just quickly go back on the bill and what this bill is proposing in, in relation to this particular question, right? So they paid yeah. each other, they're all happy together. This bill does not mean that as a witness to the story, I cannot remain um, upset by it, correct? He didn't pay me. As a witness to the story, the story has affected us differently. It doesn't mean that we do not remain affected by the story. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you you didn't. You, we saw it. Co- we we correct. can be upset about yes. it. We can be all of those things. But what what the bill doesn't really give, um, if I can put it that way, it doesn't give uh, leeway for the prosecutor, for instance, to continue with the case as it is yes yes right so there there is still an element that we need to discuss of you know once you when you and i are in a relationship and i I did something Mm. to you when you withdraw that i think it's in one of the other bills Mm. though that the 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 prosecutor should still be able to continue because the the issue of when it is you the the primary victim who withdraws the the charge the issue is about evidence and all of those things. Mm-hmm. But if there are other people who have seen this, mm-hmm. that case should continue. Okay. Let me take Velisan because I think we'll come back to it uh, at some point when we then go into other elements of this, these bills. Velisani, you're calling from Umtata. Hi. Hi, Samela. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for calling, Velisani. Yes. You know, I've, 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 I, I, have to, I have to commend the bill, first of all, but... I'm, I'm of a slightly different view in the sense. Mm. We're always going to have a challenge when we're trying to deal with issues of morality mm-hmm. um, or of morals and behavior, mm-hmm. trying to use the law. Because mm-hmm. the law is the last, time, it's the last, last line of defense to say, when, when we are failed to act right, mm-hmm. then there is something that is the law that we use. Mm-hmm. People are, all, are always going to look for gaps and excuses mm-hmm. and technicalities. Because, for instance, with me, I grew up with four sisters, and I'm the only guy in the family. Mm. At work, where I work, I work directly with eight females yeah. and seven males, and, and, and two males directly. Yeah. And this thing of, 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 of doodles and all those kind of things, it's quite simple. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can be friendly, you can get along with females very well. It's mm-hmm. a matter of acting in an in, in a, in a appropriate manner. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's say, for instance, I was working with you directly. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can be able to sort of give you a part of compliment to say, wow, you look nice today, you look beautiful and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's how I say it that becomes sexual harassment and, 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 or just a compliment. And I think that's where we need to learn to draw the line and pass it on to our children to say, a female is not property. It's not something that you can appreciate or a, 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 um, a kind of cre- a creature that you can just appreciate in a manner that is inappropriate as long as it serves you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The tricky bit, and I agree with you, Velisani, and I'm sure Ignatius is going to agree, and many of us, I think it's a conversation to be had. The difficulty here is that all of us, Velisani, come and are brought up in different homes, different value systems, you know, all the morals that you're talking about, right? The Mm -hmm. caller that called in earlier, and I can empathize with him. Where he comes from, he genuinely doesn't see it, it, anything wrong and, with that, right? Exactly. And, 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 and it seems normalized. Yes. And I think that is exactly fundamental. That's where we need to deal with it. For instance, I've got a, I've got, I've got a son mm-hmm. who I think is about, is about nine. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I, I always, because he's got a sister, one of the things I always try to show into him is that there is nothing different between you and your sister. You know, mm-hmm. first of all, you're not superior and uh, and uh, you have to treat her with respect, younger as she is, 
same as other females. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where we need to deal with it if we have to get somewhere. In terms of law, people always find a way, they always find gaps and technicalities to get away with things. Yes, but, it's a good thing that we're coming up with something like this to, to get but, people to account. But, Velisani, I have got children myself, and I also have a son. I have fathers, I've got brothers, I've got uncles, right? So I, I understand where this could also be infringing on their rights. But here's the thing. Yeah. If if all of us come from a place of non-offense or, or in, infringing on the rights of the next, that's simple. That's a very simple problem because it's actually not about you, in you know, imposing yes. your desires on somebody yes, it's yes. you saying well whatever the case may be i have got to find a way that whatever my desires are and remember these desires are both ways men and women yes. women also say yes. inappropriate things to men too mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's it's that i must respect the space and the body of the other mm-hmm. and, and then there's no problem to even take it further to say I must be considerate. Yes. To say, for instance, I can I can pass a comment to you and you find that you are not happy with it. Yeah. And and for me, I'm not saying because I grew up the way I grew up, I'm perfect. I've never made inappropriate remarks. Mm-hmm. But it becomes so hurtful mm-hmm. when I realize that it was actually offensive. You know, it, it becomes I I feel very guilty yeah. and it becomes very very hurtful because I know exactly how it feels when um, when when you when you've been offe- offended with someone someone infringes your rights in that manner. Here's the part of the conversation and I think maybe we need to take it there. Here's a part of the conversation we're not having. So in the event that somebody in the workplace or in the streets, for instance, says something that is offensive to me or I deem to be offensive and I do take offense and I raise the fact that actually I don't like that. And you were not aware that this was actually offensive. You thought you were paying a compliment. If I raise it and you come back and say to me, I didn't know. I'm sorry. It could just end there. You see what I'm saying? It could just end there. It yes, could just end yes. there. And you've learned something at the end of the day. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Ignatius, yeah. Thank thanks, you very much. Thanks, Ignatius, your last comments. We're going to have to bring you back to, to unpack the others. Your last comments. Well, I think my last comment, just to add on, on what your last caller now said, um, there is, it is a collective thing. Mm. It, it is a conversation that we all have to collectively have with our sons and our daughters. Mm. We need to almost challenge the manner the you know the patriarchal system that we were brought up in because this thing is across culture it's across religion it's across communities regardless of who you are these things are embedded in the way we treat particularly our women mm-hmm. so it's it's a conversation that we need to have um and i agree with him the law should absolutely be the last thing that you know that that we that we run to it shouldn't be the first thing but part of that then means that we have to have serious conversations in the workplace, at home, uh, in our communities about what type of young men are we raising and also how best to protect young women and to also instill values of, you know, pride and all of those other wonderful things in, in them. Um, thanks. I'll, I think I'll come back for the, for the discussion on the other one. We should, because I think while we're doing this, we're all learning, and I think it's such an empowering thing. Thank you so much, Ignatius France, Advocacy and Training Manager at the Justice Desk. We'll continue on, on this uh, process so that we can all add our voices to the amendment bills that are presented to us by uh, Parliament and add our voices there. But it is really very, very inform- informative, and we'll continue with this next week.